0: Hello and welcome to the Extraordinary Leaders podcast with me, your host, Dolly Waddell, founder of the People Performance Consultancy. Extraordinary Leaders is a show where we explore together the truth behind extraordinary leadership in the 21st century and how to implement it in our lives and in our businesses. Happy, happy Christmas. It is nearly New Year. You're right in the throes of having eaten too much, celebrating too much, being with family and friends. And I hope actually that for you, it's been a really welcomed break. Busy nonetheless, I'm sure, but a nice way to cognitively switch into a different gear with family and friends and celebrating these punctuation marks throughout our year. Well, today on the Extraordinary Leaders podcast, I want to give you part two of a Fun Christmas special. The spoiler alert I talked about last week is that I'm writing a book, and the way I'm doing this book is I'm recording it. And it's through the recordings that I will then edit it and make it something really wonderful that you will have uh, in your room, in your office, a great present to give people. And I want to share with you a recording that I'm doing live today. And it's around embracing vulnerability in leadership. So how can embracing vulnerability in leadership help an overwhelmed leader find new ways to connect with their team? Well, let me, first of all, break open this concept of vulnerability and leadership. I feel a little bit triggered almost when I hear those two words in the same sentence because they're almost a buzz word. It's the kind of word of the year, word of the decade, vulnerability. What does that mean? Can you do vulnerability? Let's have a vulnerable conversation as though it's the holy grail of openness and connection. But there's got to be some kind of um, handrails to vulnerability and why do we do it and what's it for? Well, I think that When you're leading, what we come from in old school leadership is this sense of I'm in charge. I'm ultimately the one who will make the decision. The buck rests with me. And often when I'm in businesses, for example, I see people going, oh, well, you know, the leaders, they're just, they say one thing and they do another, or the leadership just don't understand. And actually, those leaders are humans who Who are just muddling through life like the rest of us, but they have different roles and responsibilities. And yes, they do need to make decisions that benefit a larger group of people and a business. So where does vulnerability fit within this? Well, when you're in these paradigms of old school leadership, where you're in charge, you're carrying the journey, you're carrying the vision, you're carrying the metrics to make sure things happen. What often happens is that you have to appear really strong. So when we think of what is strength, we actually think it looks like I have no weakness, I have no vulnerability, I have no thin parts, I am muscly and I am strong. And I want to share a story with you, one of my favorite stories about Arnold Schwarzenegger, where when he was 18, he moved from Europe to America, to California, to Take part in the international um, bodybuilding competition. And he was set to win. Everyone said, You're going to be brilliant. And he didn't win. He came second or maybe even third because what he didn't realize was that he thought it was upper body strength, but they changed the rules. And the rules were it was full body strength. Now, Arnie had in the pursuit of having a strong upper body had neglected his lower body. And so every photograph of Arnie until the age of about 20, you won't see his bare calves. He hides them because he only wanted to expose his strength, his top part. But what Arnie did that was so amazing is that after he lost that competition for the next one, he had to build up his, his calves. So he exposed his calves only there on out. He wore shorts and long tops. So he covered up all the strong parts to expose the thin part, the weaker part. And that was so that when he passed windows, mirrors, the paparazzi were around, he could see his weak part and therefore work on it. And he went on a journey of working on it until he had incredible carbs and has got an incredible workout to do with carbs that many men follow now. So, my question to leaders is not so much embracing vulnerability, but do you know where your carbs are thin? And this is different to self-awareness of going, oh yes, my self-awareness is I get a bit impatient or I get a bit bossy or I go a bit quiet or I find decision-making difficult. That's just stating the obvious. That's not self-awareness. Self-awareness is when you can really stand on the other side of yourself and observe yourself like in a mirror and see and observe the areas of you that are thinner, that are less worked on. And we will each have them. And it's about in leadership, how do you embrace the parts of you that are thinner and how and how do you embrace the fact that they might undermine you sometimes? They might stop you from winning. And when you're overwhelmed as a leader, when we're overwhelmed, we rely on our strong parts to keep us going. So the antithesis of coping is to explore weak parts. But those are the very areas that might strengthen us. You know, for Arnie, when he's doing his, um, showing off his wonderful body, you know, it makes sense to show off the strong parts. It makes sense to just enter competitions on upper body strength. But if he's wanting to play a game where he's entering into whole body strength, he's got to work on the weak parts, even though that would have hurt even though it would have taken ages to catch up with the rest of his body. Every time he did calf raises with one, two, three, four adults on his back, it would have been, oh gosh, why am I so behind? My calves are so behind the rest of my body. I just want to quit. But he didn't. He pressed into the thin places with resilience to make them strong. And it's the same for us in our leadership. Actually, when we are overwhelmed, don't rely on your strengths. Don't. Go to your weaknesses and it's there that you will find a a release, an exposure of, yeah, this is hard. And then you will be able to do something about it. This can be a struggle for a leader to engage with vulnerability. When you are in a position of authority where there's a pedestal, so leaders are often employed or promoted because of some mer- meritable performance. And the problem with having targets and performance that make us greater at our job and therefore put us into positions of promotion is that we are then in positions of leadership, but we might not actually be very well Read very well, practiced leaders. We're high performers, but p- high performers and, and leaders are very different. I want to give you an example. My, um, one of my children's in a football, uh, team. And I've observed that sometimes the captain isn't always the best choice because, yes, they might be the best player, but they don't say that much. And so it's finding the difference when we're thinking of leadership between the best performer or the best. Leader in the room. And when you're the best, when you're a leader, what we often correlate it to is you're the best in the room. So if you have a sales target, for example, the leader has to lead by example and sometimes have the highest metric of sales. But that's a real conflict of interest when they're trying to lead people as well. A brilliant book by, um, I think it's Kim Scott called, um, radical candor. She talks about how For managers or leaders, that they're meant to spend 10 hours in a 40 hour week, you spend 10 hours, um, working on management. You spend 10 hours on leading, and then you spend the other 15 to 20 hours on anything else that comes up. So actually being able to do your day job compared to someone who's not a manager or a leader, you are 10 hours deficient compared to them to hit your sales. And so that's really difficult to have that conflict of interest that you've got to be the highest on a league table as a leader, as well as leading people when leadership takes time. And as a mother, um, I find this quite amusing that when when I look at the tasks of a day as a mother, like cooking a meal or doing laundry, I don't always calendarize it because it's it's like you just imagine it will happen through osmosis, that it's not a time-incrementable thing, cooking a meal. But actually, cooking a nutritious meal does take 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, doing the laundry does take half an hour, 40 minutes. They don't just magically happen through osmosis and intention. There's there's time attached to these tasks. Leadership is a time-heavy role. There needs to be time allocated to how you lead and what you're doing in leadership and your approach to leading those in your group. So thinking about your targets is a really important one because that might conflict with how you are able to be a leader. And then when we go back to this concept of being vulnerable in leadership, well, we want our leaders to be on the metric lead tables, winning, doing really well, hitting all those markers and being brilliant at, raising up the team and getting them to do it. So for a leader to say, actually, guys, I'm struggling. I'm finding this difficult. I've got a problem at home. Here's my weak calf. I struggle with details or here's my weak calf. I struggle with thinking about the big picture. To be able to do that in a team is, is a really, really um, exposing feeling to do, especially if you haven't done it before. And it will impact your leadership because you will be on a treadmill where you're constantly trying to keep up with yourself. This perfect version of yourself, this, um, this, this code by which you live by to keep performing and just bang out performance. To be a vulnerable leader is to actually be able to go, uh, oh, breathe out, shoulders down. I actually don't have all the answers and I don't quite know the right way to, to go. I'm a human. I haven't slept much. I need some people around me right now to help me. And something that I have seen in great leadership is when you have people around you, mentors or friends who are also vulnerable people, who can come around you and be Buddies that you meet up with once a week, you have WhatsApp conversations with through voice notes around the calf areas, the weak calf areas that you've got regarding your leadership. Because being able to have those open spaces, going back to aeration and having thinking time, listen to my podcast last week, it's, it's in those spaces that we actually start to build up the weak parts of ourselves, And then we are supported by a greater mass of strength. If you are interested in some more nuggets and snippets from the book, get in touch because I would love to share and converse with you a little bit more about what's coming, the content that I'm coming out with and how you can implement it into your business. Have a really, really happy new year and I really look forward to speaking to you on the other side in 2024. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Leaders Podcast. Please remember to subscribe and review the show to let others know about it. And visit me at dollywiddell.com to see how you can grow your leadership, your teams, and your business into something extraordinary. See you next time.